You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. Hey friends, welcome back to the Preppy Podcast. Uh, This week I have a very fun guest that I'm sure a lot of you follow already. I am talking with my friend, Taggy French. Uh, We have a great conversation about how she got started with her blog and being an influencer and why she decided to open Shop Taggy French uh, and so much more in between. We have a great conversation. I think you guys will love it. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys, as always, I would be so so grateful if you review this podcast on your Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts from. Those reviews mean the world to me and they help get the podcast out there to more people. Um, and if you really do love the podcast, I would love if you shared with a friend, text a friend, tell them to listen, share on your social media, anything like that is super appreciated by me. Um, so let's get into the interview now though. All right, so why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Well, hello, everyone. I am Teggy French. I live in Mendham, New Jersey, and I am a content creator and recently launched an e-commerce site, Shop awesome. Teggy French. I love that, and I've known you for a few years now, and I've loved watching like you grow and your business grow and change and develop. Um, So we're going to get into all of that a little bit later. But first I want to know, like, were you always into fashion and design and style? Like, were you one of those kids that were playing in your mom's closets? Um, (laughs) What was your childhood like, basically? Yes, I loved clothing from the get-go. Like, everything revolved around fashion. Um, I would actually get in trouble when I would go to people's houses when I was little because I would just want to play in their mom's closets and like anything that had sparkles, I would immediately take it out. And like some people found it charming. (laughs) Others (laughs) had to have discussions with my mom. Um, And same thing, like we would go shopping and I would just want to go towards anything that was fancy and fun Um, and then, yeah, I really started like second grade. I got very into like poodle skirts and all of that. So I've always definitely marched to the beat of my own drum when it comes to fashion. (laughs) I love that. Do you think that came from like one of your parents then, or just kind of, you just developed this all yourself? Yeah, I think I developed it myself. I'm like, I believe in past (laughs) lives and I feel like I came out and like, something hadn't escaped me yet for this new journey. So she just kept coming through with her like 1950s and 60s fashion um, and <laughs> love of the finer things. I love that. But Sometimes yeah. my parents joke and they're like, I think you were swapped at the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, but that's like raising my own child. I like take that into consideration because it's like, you really are born who you are. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you kind of hopefully have parents that will nurture that um, so that you can be expressive and completely who you are. Um, But I really believe that we are kind of born with 
the tools for what we're supposed to do. We just have to pay attention, pay attention and listen to, um, you know, the signs that the universe is giving us. Definitely. I love that. So when it came time then um, for college, did you end up going to college? What did you study? Like, did it have anything to do with fashion? Um, what was your journey there? So I, I've always done acting. I always did plays. And then in high school, that was kind of my main focus was theater and musical theater. Um, although I can't dance and like, <laughs> so if you can't dance, musical theater is probably not the best place to uh, focus your energy. But um, I had the mindset that I was going to go to school to become an actress. And when you do that, there's an audition process um, that you have to go through with these schools. And, you know, this is a, this is probably a sign I should have taken um, that it wasn't the right uh, career path for me because I had such anxiety about going to these auditions that I ended up canceling all of them. Um, and the only one of two schools that I had applied to that did not require an audition was Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. So I ended up going there, um, which is a beautiful school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I, you know, I tried sociology. Um, when I left Rollins, I was actually focused on early education. Um, and then I switched after two years and ended up going to an acting conservatory in New York City for a two-year um, Meisner Method program. And oh. that's, where I met my future manager and agent. And then, you know, kind of that was the career path I was on after okay. that. Okay. So you decided to then focus on acting. So what was that like? I feel like I've never had anyone on here who <laughs> has been part of that career path. So tell me what that's like. I feel like at least from what you see on reality TV shows, um, it's pretty cutthroat, but... Yes. I mean, when I studied, it was like very, very nurturing. And, um, you know, they they set you up with everything that you need to kind of go out there. Um, it, but once I was out there, like, you know, I was signed by United Talent Agency before I graduated. And then so then it was like off to LA. And uh, it, it's, you know, you're you are with a million other people <laughs> trying to do exactly what you want to do. And mm-hmm. so you just try to remain loyal to your craft and stay focused and, you know, bring who you are to the table. And you hope that they see that within you. Um, but it's a, it's a really tough business. Like you have to have a very thick skin, um, which I, I don't, I'm very sensitive. So Mm. it was tough. It was tough. I loved it, but it definitely was not the, um, the right career for me. Not long-term, right? No, I mean, listen, if somebody had cast me in a movie or a television show, I don't think I'd be like, that was the wrong career path. But considering it wasn't paying the bills, it was the wrong career path. Got it. That makes sense. So was there anything that people might have seen you in or any fun stories from there? Yes. So I starred on the first internet soap opera. Um, It was called Prom Queen, and it was when MySpace was very big. So 
Um, Michael Eisner was our executive producer. Um, he was the CEO of Disney Forever. Um, and this was the first of its kind. So it was 90 second episodes. Um, when you logged onto MySpace, we were like the homepage. And um, yeah, we had a few seasons. Um, but it's so funny to me because people were not ready to be watching shows on the internet yet. And now that's like, you know, where we That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I mean, so before it's times. Uh, did you have so a ton funny. of MySpace friends then, I feel like? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was funny because um, the characters all had their own MySpace page. Uh-huh. So like my character's name was Nikki and she had her own MySpace page where she would interact with the people that followed. So it was like in character. Um, but yeah, I think I had a decent amount of MySpace friends, but I wasn't like, you know, um, the Dan is <laughs> my yeah. best friend, Daniel Mesto. He was like one of the biggest people in my space back in the day. Oh my uh, gosh. So that's how you know him. No, we actually grew up together. Oh, interesting. In, um, a little town called Tewksbury, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is so fun. Okay. <laughs> so I got a little sidetracked there cause it's just so interesting. Um, but how long then did you stay acting and then sort of what was your next, um, jump? Yeah, so I I did it professionally for a few years, um, and then my character was she was it was the last season, but she was killed with an ice pick. <laughs> so, um, so I knew that that would not be continuing, um, and it just got to a point where you know I really wanted to be back on the East Coast, and at that time my agency was only on the West Coast, and you know I I would. I guess start on medium. I played Patricia Arquette's youngest daughter in the future. And, but, you know, it, it wasn't any, I wasn't landing anything that was kind of like, you know, I think I gave it probably three years. Yeah. Um, and then it was just time to come home. And I really didn't know what I was going to do to tell you the truth. So I worked in retail. Um, and then I ended up uh, in real estate at one time and did that professionally. And then the blog happened. Okay. So let's get to the blog then. Why and when did you decide to start a blog? Like what was the thought process behind, you know, I should put myself out there on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's so funny. I had a friend that kept being like, you need to get on Instagram. You would really love it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I really don't feel like looking at pictures of people all the time. so funny. Um, and I was doing real estate. I was doing well with it, but it wasn't definitely wasn't my passion. Mm. Um, I still always loved clothes and it like shopping. And it was just always what made me the happiest, um, was like helping to style my friends. And it was kind of when blogging had just happened. And I started, um, I actually had a blog before Tiggy French, which nobody oh. knows about. Um, and it, it was more like telling you how to live a fabulous lifestyle and a not so fabulous budget. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of stopped it, um, which is a shame, <laughs> but it led me to this. And basically a girl had said to me, I really think you should have a blog. And I was like, you know what? I should. So I got home from Vermont that weekend and I literally took out my computer and I looked up blogger and figured out how to make a blog. Mm-hmm. And I launched Teggy French that week. So what year was that then around? Oh my gosh, that was eight years ago. So wow. 2014. 
Wow. So your blog then started with you sharing your outfits, was it? Like pictures of you with your outfits, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's My so whole fun. mindset was, you know, I've always liked to show people how you can look great regardless of the budget that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Teggy French, I always, when I started it, it was the mindset of hopefully turning it into a lifestyle brand one day. Definitely. And for people listening who don't know you, explain Teggy French, the name and um, your name and all of that. <laughs> I know it's so confusing. <laughs> so um, it, my maiden name is Tegenborg, um, and my middle name is French. So in college, I got the nickname Teggy. <clears throat> And I always thought it was super cute. And then when I did acting, I went by the name Alexandra French. Um, oops, Teigenborg is a very long last name. <laughs> and so when I started it, because I knew I wanted to turn it into a brand, I was like, what would be a cute name for you know clothing that I wear? And I thought, Teggy French, that's yeah. pretty cute. So that's where that that came from. So now most people, they call you Teggy or do they call you Alex? I feel like that's something people are confused about too often. <laughs> I know. So it, I guess it depends like when in life you met me. So um, like my best friends all call me Al um, and then kind of people I meet in everyday life um, call me Alex, but business, it's Teggy. And then in college, it was Teggy. So it's you know, I answer, I answer to all of them. <laughs> my many personalities. Um, That's so fun. <laughs> but I'm trying to get better at introducing myself as Teggy so it doesn't get confusing because if I'm not paying attention, I'm like, hi, I'm Alex. Um, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I think though a lot of people like on the internet, we refer to them as their Instagram handle. Like I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. when I meet people for the first time, even they're like, oh, you're preppy publicist. And I'm like, mm, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Sometimes I'm like, I don't even know that person's real name. Uh, Yeah, it's like its own little world. But um, yeah. But so I remember when you first started your blog and my client, Lisey Lurch, we had found you on Instagram. We're like, this girl's going to be huge. She has fabulous style. Um, So we loved you from the beginning, I remember. But you guys believed in me from the beginning. I remember when you guys reached out and wanted to send me jewelry and it was like the most exciting thing that had happened. Like (laughs) it, it was, and I look back and I like see those photos and it still makes me so happy. So thank you for seeing that me. Of course. Um, No, I've loved watching you grow. So I guess talk to me a little bit about um, growing your following and kind of creating a community. I feel like everyone that follows you kind of has an appreciation for um, a little bit of retro style and appreciates, you know, these vintage pieces that some people might not get. Um, (laughs) So how, how have you like built your Instagram, you know, from nothing to what it is today and sort of um, cultivated this this community of like-minded people? Yeah, you know, I think that I've been really lucky to have, like, found a community that understands that kind of preppy with a twist mm-hmm. um, and my love of all things, like, 1960s. Um, you know, w- when I got started, you just, you're trying to figure it all out, like, what feels true to you, what people are responding to. And, um, you know, I think at first I was maybe like, well, let me go a little more mainstream. Like if you look back at 
my fashion in the beginning. It wasn't so retro, Mm. but then, you know, I, and I'm always of the mindset, like stay true to yourself and put out what feels good and right to you. And you'll meet the right community of people. Um, And so I never try to um, go against that and kind of go with maybe what more people would be into fashion wise. Like I always say, um, quality over quantity. Um, and so now there's this like great community of people that I have met who understand and appreciate the same things that I do. No, you've done a fabulous job of that. And I, I agree. Sometimes it's easy to sort of go for the trends or, um, Mm -hmm. and not even trends with fashion, but like trends with Instagram, let's say, (laughs) and it makes you feel so uncomfortable. And I've done it too. I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I wore that or I did that, but it's because you're (laughs) trying to, you know, appease the masses, but then you learn like, no, that's, that's not the right way to do it. (laughs) No, no. And it's, you know, it's all a learning process. So you just have to to go with it. And, you know, we're all going to make mistakes and eventually we, we land where we're supposed to. That's how I live my life as well. So recently you started Shop Taggy French, which is your online boutique um, of, you know, your curated picks, and then you have some of your own designs too. So tell me about, you know, the decision to do that, why you decided to create this shop, um, and then sort of how it's evolved and how you, how you pick things that you're going to carry on the shop, all of that. Yeah. So I, I'm so excited about Shop Tangy French. It's been like so much fun to just, so let me start by saying originally when this happened, it was just going to be captains. I am very creative (laughs) business wise. I, you know, my strengths are, are not really there. Um, And I have a friend who was like, I really want you to meet um, this girl. I think you guys would be great in business together. Um, And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually that girl reached out and was like, I think I have the strengths that, um, you know, you don't have. And I think together we could do something really cool. So I was like, let's do it. And I had started making caftans, um, but, you know, I didn't really know like where I was going to be selling them or, you know, I started putting them on my Instagram and they were doing well. So the pandemic hit. And I was going through a divorce and it was kind of like, okay, like it's now or never, like, let's do this. Let's just put ourselves out there and make the most of what's happening right now. And I mean, not make the most of it, but like making the most out of like a terrible situation. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of like that, you know, sink or swim moment for me. And so we decided to go for it and then the caftans did really well but I wanted to see what else we could bring to um, that world of Teggy French so I work with lots of other brands and I always choose the pieces I love and I was like well why don't I create a site that's really curated of all things that I love I would want to wear want to have in my home Um, But then obviously I still have um, the caftans, which is, you know, my passion and, and really where this all stemmed from, um, because I'm all about like, you can be comfortable, but you don't have to be wearing athleisure. Yep. Um, So now it's kind of like a little one-stop shop and we're going to keep growing and 
you know, learning, we've learned a lot as we go um, and like about buying processes and, um, you know, what people respond to. And so we for fall are going to be adding some new brands and hopefully we just keep growing. That is the plan. Yeah. And I've, you know, loved watching this process and I've been a customer of yours too. I have some of your pieces from the (laughs) shop and one of your captains that I absolutely love. Um, So it's so fun seeing, you know, the shop grow. So how do you, you know, discover new brands for it or, or pick what you're going to carry? I mean, for anyone listening, because I have um, some people that own brands or are designers Mm -hmm. listening, like if they wanted um, you to carry the product, like what are some of the things you look for? So I look for things that are um, different in terms of stuff that like you wouldn't necessarily find if you were to walk into a mall. Um, I love smaller brands um, and I think it's really fun to grow with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for us, like I love all things whimsy, right? So it's bright colors. It's things that you can put on if you need to run out to the grocery store or pick your kids up, but also um, throw on a pair of heels with it and like a great statement necklace and you're good to go for the night. Um, But I will say like, I love when brands reach out. I had a girl reach out to me once and I had never heard of her. Um, And she was like, I think you would like my, my line. And so I said, send it to me. Um, And I looked at it and it was adorable. And we ended up um, doing a buy for it. So I love when that happens because I think, you know, we have to be our biggest uh, advocates when it comes to um, our brands and getting our names out there. And had that girl never messaged me, I, you know, never would have known about it. Definitely. I love that. So for anyone listening, you know, go ahead and pitch yourself to Tiggy. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, so when it comes to business, what do you think is the greatest challenge for you? Well, right now, I think I have um, depended so heavily on Instagram um, that with the ever-changing algorithm, it's it's hard to keep up with um, getting yourself out there because you don't know, you know, where you're being pushed, where you're being hidden, you know, now reels are the big thing, which I went kicking and screaming. Um, but like, it's figuring out like how to beat the algorithm. I mean, honestly, that's the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, obviously you build your community and the people that have believed in you and, um, followed along with you, understand your style. And, and so they're there, right. But like, how do you um, get that out to other people when it's not like the olden days where we would just like go to the preppy hashtag and like a million photos and then people would see you and follow you. Exactly. It's so challenging. And I feel like everyone's seeing that, like I hear it from all my clients, even me, like these days I used to get like, you know, 300, which considering my following 
is good. Now it's like 60 likes I get on something. And I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> I know. I've started hiding my likes because I'm like, this is just embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, brands looking at my account probably think I bought my followers because I have, you know, 19,000 followers, but then I'm only getting 60 likes. And I'm like, I haven't done that. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, and that's the problem because, you know, a lot of brands, they want to see what like your engagement is mm-hmm. and the views on your stories. And it's like, you, there's no rhyme or reason why sometimes your stories are showing such yeah. a low number. And then all of a sudden you're getting like thousands and thousands and thousands of views. So, you know, again, I'm like, I guess I'm just going to like keep doing what I'm doing and mm-hmm. trying to learn as I go. And hopefully we, fi- we figure this out, but it kind okay. of is day to day, honestly. For sure. And have you been then focusing more on like your email marketing? I've seen you doing, mm-hmm. you know, for the shop, especially some emails. So is that kind of where you're shifting a little bit? Yeah. Email marketing is a really great way um, to reach people. So mm-hmm. we focus on that um, and then ads as well, right? Yep. So you do like the Facebook, Instagram ads mm-hmm. um, and those perform well. But again, it's like, one day you'll see there's like no traction and you don't know really like is something going on behind the scenes with like Facebook or that we just don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're trying lots of different things. And then also I will say why it's so important to build your community is because, you know, you have people who support you like you've done with us, which we're so appreciative of. Like, you know, when you wore that little pink romper, we like sold out of it. So it's like nurturing those um, relationships that you've developed through Instagram and social media and supporting one another. Yeah, for sure. Now on the flip side to the challenges, like what are you most proud of when it comes to business? What's something like maybe a pinch me moment or just something that makes you so happy that you're able to do with business? Well, I think the most exciting thing for me was um, when Topps Magazine featured me as 50 Under 50. Um, And that was like, wait, someone wants me to be in their magazine for for this, (laughs) you know? And it was like to be recognized for um, like how hard I've worked to get where I am. and, And knowing that other people see that was definitely a pinch me moment. So I have that like blown up in my in my closet. Um, And every time I look at it, I'm like, yes, I do have a blown up picture of myself in my closet, but I am damn proud of that. (laughs) I love that. You deserve it. (laughs) Hey, thanks. (laughs) So speaking of inspiration, like who inspires you, would you say? So where I get inspiration is definitely from like going through my Slim Aaron's books mm-hmm. um, and just looking at fashion, like sometimes just even like Googling photos from the 1960s and, and like, you know, what people wore when they traveled on airplanes. And I love to look back at a time where people really truly took pride in putting themselves together. And that didn't mean that you had to have the closet full of clothes, but the clothes that you had all really served a purpose. And like, you know, I remember my grandmother, like she, she didn't have a lot of clothes, but like she had her Burberry trench coat and she had her Gucci bag. And like, I 
still carry that Gucci bag till this day. Um, So there was a timeless elegance to the 1960s. And I think it was just fun. And um, it was, I don't know, there's something about it when I look at those photographs from the 1960s that it just brings me back in time. And again, I don't know, like maybe I lived during that era Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm so connected to it, but it's just, there was like a romance to it that I am really drawn to. No, I, I agree for sure. There's something nice about dressing up and making everything sort of an occasion. And I think the same even with hosting people too. Like if you look back at those pictures when they would have dinner or have parties or friends over, like it was, it was an occasion. Yes, yes, there was a, a, and people really took pride in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I admire that. But you know, I think, I think it's happening again. You know, you see it on Instagram. And like, I love it. And like the grand millennial moment, like, uh, you know, where everybody has like, their chintz and everything matchy. And it's, it's, I love it. I love it. No, I agree. So what do you hope people get out of following you or, you know, shopping, shop taggy friends? Like, what are you hoping that people leave with? <laughs> so with Instagram, I've, tri- I've, you know, created hopefully a world that provides you with things that bring you happiness. Like mm-hmm. to me, life should be fun. And I hope that I also show the real side of things that things are not always perfect and things might not necessarily turn out how you think they're going to, but like we're alive, we are here, let's keep living and let's dress well while while we're doing it. Um, Let's be kind to each other. Um, And you know, it's right now, times are crazy. um, And I hope that I can provide like a little bit of escape for people to, to just look at fun clothes and positivity. Yeah, find the joy, right? (laughs) What Lily say, life's a party, dress like it. (laughs) And it's true. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful for every day on this earth. Yes. That that's amazing. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's wanting to start a blog or wanting to become an influencer? Like, would you say go for it? What, what do you think? And what are some advice then? Listen, I think anyone can do anything that they set their mind mm-hmm. to. It's definitely more challenging than it was um, when we got our start. Yeah. Uh, But I think that if you are bringing something that is unique and different, that people are going to notice you. So do it. Um, But (laughs) you're going to have to do reels because, (laughs) you know, that's going to be the way that that people uh, who don't follow you or don't know you are going to see you. So, yeah, just do it. Don't ever let fear stop you. Right. Like. Mm -hmm. I have failed a million times, but if it had stopped me, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. So just keep throwing things out there. Something's eventually going to stick if you stay true to yourself and be kind to people. Mm -hmm. And I also (laughs) think kind of, 
you know, do it because you want to and you enjoy it. You'll have so much more success in that. Although now I feel like I listened to, I don't remember if it was a podcast or a seminar or what, but they were saying that like 70% of kids like want to be an influencer growing up. Like that's what they want their career to be. So, you know, maybe maybe go into it with a little bit of business sense then too from the beginning. I feel like a lot of us who started so long ago was more like an outlet, like something fun to do. Like looking back, we didn't think it was going to be what it is today, um, no. which is so yes, crazy right. to me that, you know, kids now it's a career. Oh yeah. And like a very lucrative career. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, these children opening presents on YouTube are making how much for you? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. Uh, having a business, my teeth, there you go. Like I've got no business. Mindset, but that's <laughs> like, you know what, you know what your strengths are and where you don't have them, you bring in other people to help you with that. Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so since this is the preppy podcast, I always ask everyone, what does preppy mean to you? So how would you mm-hmm. describe preppy? So I would describe preppy as like, okay, so my dad, the way that he grew up to me is like quintessential preppy. Like, you know, he popped his collar. He, you know, helped his dad work around the house and build things like rock walls during the day. Mm -hmm. And then like everybody would play tennis, shower, get dressed for the evening you know, my grandmother would wear caftans, um, which is, I think is a big reason why I was drawn to caftans. Um, and they would meet downstairs for cocktail hour. And then they would have like a dinner party, even if it was just them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when I think of preppy, I kind of think of that. Yeah. Um, I think preppy comes in all different forms, um, right? You've got the bright colors and the Southern kind of Lily Pulitzer, Um, But with all of these different areas of like what preppy looks like, I think um, when it comes down to it, it's that like classic, timeless way of life and really taking pride in all of the things that you do. Um, And like, so when you think about it, it, it brings up like this feeling of, of warmth and like traditions and you know, it's just like the certain places like Nantucket and Palm Beach and the Cape and like all of these things. It's a it's a way of life. And I think yep. that I've loved watching the passion that that is behind it. But there's all different ways that um, people express what that preppy style is. Yeah, that's so, a great La- answer. Lars Tegenborg. <laughs> <laughs> Who I love. He made me. (laughs) He made me a fabulous drink when I visited you, and was just so fun to meet in person. I feel like you know, following you on Instagram, I always see him. um, But he is just as great in person as he is on Instagram. (laughs) He's a character, and like he loves being recognized. That's like his ultimate. (laughs) He's like someone. Someone recognized me at Shoprite today. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Well, your day is made. <laughs> yeah, I love so that. <laughs> <That's adorable. laughs> yeah, but I I would love to hear you know what what other people's definition of preppy is too because it really yeah. is like I think it's a way a way of life, um, and that's what a lot of people honestly say. It's it's like a lifestyle. It is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have a few more like short answer fun questions for you. 
the first being who would like your dream collab be with if you could collab with anyone my dream collaboration for shop taggy french would be Blair from Atlantic Pacific because um, she was like the first blogger that I ever followed and I always just loved and adored her style. So having started my own line of caftans, um, that would be my dream to see a Teggy French caftan on her. Definitely. No, she's, I feel like iconic in this blogging world. Oh my gosh. Iconic (laughs) and so nice. (laughs) Yeah. Now, what about for you as an influencer? Like what brand would you you know, dream about collaborating with? So for me as an influencer, that's a tough question for me to answer because I truly appreciate like anybody that comes to me and wants to collaborate because Mm -hmm. I know what goes into growing your business and your brand. And so for someone to entrust me with that um, is always like very humbling. And so I would say, you know, I don't take every... collaboration that comes my way. I've always been of the mindset to um, not just take something for a paycheck. Like I really stand behind anything that I promote. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all of them are kind of dream collaborations. I know that sounds cheesy, but (laughs) I'm just happy to be working. No, that's fair. (laughs) What um, would you say is your favorite piece on your site right now for sale? And then what's like a customer favorite or, you know, customer bestseller on your site? Um, not to bring up the caftan again, <laughs> but my, you know, my caftans, those are the favorite thing on my site because I still, I, I will be pushing this till the day I die of trying <laughs> to convince everybody that it's easier to throw on, um, just as comfortable as athleisure, but you look super pulled together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that is my favorite item. Um, you know, when it comes to what other people love, uh, I would say like Hunter Bell, um, people really love. And then all of the different brands that we're carrying, it kind of just depends. And I think this is why it's so important to like style things according to how you would wear them is, you know, I tend to, when I post something that I've styled and like put thought behind how I would put it together, um, that's when stuff tends to sell or someone like you, right. When you style something that's on the site and people see it and like, they see it in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what people respond most to. It's so interesting, like styled photo shoots versus like wearing something. Yeah. Um, and obviously I style it and I wear it all the time, but I would say that like, um, in a photo shoot photo, it might not come across like as authentic as like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm wearing this because I actually want to wear it and I'm, I've styled it the same way. But so that's another word of advice I would have to people is like show it styled professionally, um, but also like show it, we call it in the wild, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like they can see you kind of out and about in your everyday life or trying it on and talking on video about how you would style it. So just showing like all different ways and kind of seeing how, how people respond to that. Sorry, I give, I give the longest long-winded answer. (laughs) (laughs) That makes perfect sense though. People like to see it in real life, you know? Yes. (laughs) Me included. 
Yeah. No, me too. Where is your favorite place to travel? Beverly Hills, California, or really anywhere in California. Mm -hmm. Um, But I love the Beverly Hills Hotel. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I was recently in Palm Springs, and that's another place I love going to. Basically, any place where I can kind of feel like I'm stepping back in time. Um, And to me, it's just like the decor at the Beverly Hills Hotel is so fun. It's gorgeous there. And I need to go to Palm Springs. I've never been. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, we'll plan a trip. Yes. I would love that. You would love it. It's so much fun. What are some of your favorite brands, would you say? I know, obviously, there's a ton. And, you know, you've referenced some, like Hunter Bell. um, But any others that are, you know, some of your favorites right now? And I'm sure it's constantly changing. Yeah. So, obviously, anything I carry on my site. Um, I also, I love Julie Brown. who I work with. Um, but her clothes to me, she adds that like vintage whimsy, um, flair to her designs and all of the bright colors. Um, and then Zimmerman. I love Zimmerman. (laughs) That's like, that, that would be, uh, where I make my investments, I would say in terms of like when I splurge on a dress or something like that. Um, but I mean, there's so many great brands out there like Tyler Bow, um, Lily Pulitzer, yeah. the list goes on and on. I, I really like, I try to shop everywhere mm-hmm. um, and you can really always find a gem. Yeah. No, for sure. What is your go-to drink? Uh, <laughs> Dirty Tito's martini, straight up, very dry with blue cheese stuffed olives. Oh. And like Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio like runs through my veins. <laughs> that's also like, you know, if I'm just like having a glass of wine, that's, yeah. that's what I'll be drinking. And in a fun glass. I remember when I was at your house, you had <laughs> such fun, like vintage glassware. I had like a flamingo martini yes. glass. <laughs> so my dad always collected martini glasses growing up. So like you know, when they would have parties, like people would bring him one martini glass. So we have all of these glasses that don't match, but like there's stories behind them. Um, And so as I'm, I'm getting older, he started passing them down to me, which is really fun. So like that flamingo glass um, was one of his. I love that one. That's so cool. (laughs) Right? Yeah, it's fun. And I love when things have a story. Exactly. It makes them more special. Yes. What's the last thing you read? (laughs) Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I am. I'm not a big reader, guys. Um, I wish I was. But what about the last thing you watched? Then. Well, I mean, I am reading something, but it's like (laughs) it's going to take me a while, and that's Mean Mean Baby um, by Selma Blair. So I started that, um, and I'll probably finish it by the end of summer. Um, yes, I'm a, I love binge-watching shows. Um, I just finished The Summer I Turned Pretty. Yes. It was so cute. Yeah. And for preppy people out there, I think that they'll appreciate the, like, the Deb portion of it and <laughs> working on a sailboat. Um, but – I just thought it was adorable. So if you're looking for a good um, little show to binge watch, I would recommend that one. It was so cute. I loved it. You loved it too? Yeah. I watched it last (laughs) week. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know. I love when people like post what shows they're watching because a lot of times I'm, I like get so overwhelmed trying to scroll through things. I just watched last night um, Love and Gelato on Netflix. It's like a cheesy like Hallmarky vibe <laughs> Netflix movie, but it was really cute. <laughs> it was? Okay. I love cheesy um, Hallmark. Yes. You have to check that one out then. It's a good okay. one. <laughs> All right. I'm on it. <laughs> so what's next for you? Like any sneak peeks or anything you're working on right now that you can share? Yeah, so we are going to um, be bringing back um, a couple of our original um, caftan styles that um, were from the launch. Um, So those will be available in the next couple of months. Um, You know, it's going to be more of the the sparkles and the beaded and and that kind of thing. Um, And then I'm working on some other designs, you know, I don't want it to just stop at caftans. I think that there's like, a lot of needs in the fashion world that I am trying to um, make accessible to people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I do my vintage shopping and it's with the intention of hopefully, hopefully recreating those in a way that makes them modern, but still like, um, possesses that like put together feeling from the 1960s, especially like travel. I'm really focused on how to make traveling fashion um, easier for people. So um, we don't go to the airport in our pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I can't wait to see what you come up with. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. There's a lot of fun things and a lot of new brands we're bringing on and, um, you know, we're just going to, we're going to keep growing and hopefully yeah. everyone wants to grow with us and, and likes the vision. So that's, it's, awesome. it's, that's what it's all about. Thanks. So now where can people then um, follow you, shop, um, you know, read your blog, all of that for anyone listening? Um, so basically anything that has Taggy French in it. So uh, shop Taggy French is our e-commerce site. Uh, my blog is TeggyFrench.com, Instagram, TeggyFrench, Snapchat. That makes it easy. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's me. That's... <laughs> well, this was so, so much fun. I <laughs> it was fun. I had Thank so you. many laughs and so enjoyed learning more about you um, and sharing your story with everyone. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 